Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Nothing says respect like someone who's not from the culture or place coming in and learning it so well that they can communicate on the level that you do. Welcome to Jump Podcast, formerly known as the Budget-Minded Traveler. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Jump Podcast. Um, You're in for a treat today. Uh, At least I hope that that's how it goes because I'm currently sitting in front of my laptop staring at a Skype video that looks like the Brady Bunch um, because we have not one, but and not two or three or even four, but five guests today. Uh, One of them, you existing listeners already know, that's Ford Quarterman from Where's the Gringo? Say hey, Ford. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> so you retitled your podcast to Jump Podcast. I did, yeah, uh, about seven episodes ago. So, and this is so this I, is your first appearance on the new uh, under the new title. So, welcome back. Well, you know, new title, but same same just quality podcast. It's a pleasure to be back. That's right. Awesome. Thank you. Um, you guys will remember Ford from. Man, you've already been here for three episodes. Um, episodes eighty one and eighty eight, where we talked about his long-term travel down the entire length of the Pan-American Highway with his forerunner, Cielito Lindo. And uh, then again in 89, when we talked about when I jumped in the car with him and did our month-long road trip together down the Carretera Austral in Patagonia. So um, welcome back to Ford. Thanks for being here. And um, you guys already know that Ford and I both speak fluent Spanish. And uh, I've been wanting to bring him back on the show to have a conversation more about the journey and opportunities of learning a foreign language and as a, as a United Statesian. <laughs> and so check this out. Ford has connected very closely with several other guys who are also from the U S um, and have also all learned to speak fluent Spanish. And they're all doing super cool things on individual levels 
and now collectively as a group. Um, so it is my pleasure to introduce you guys um, to these guys who are known as Los Gringos. <laughs> and they've even started their own, I guess, social media channels and web series on YouTube um, called Los Gringos TV, or in English, Los Gringos TV, uh, which we're going to get to a little later in this conversation. But first, let's go ahead and um, introduce these guys. So uh, let's see. We have Dustin, El Gringo Argentino. Dustin, say hey. <laughs> Dustin, what's nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. So first, can can you share your Instagram handle so people can kind of follow as we go introducing? Yes, I can. It's at the Dustin Luke. D-U-S-T-I-N-L-U-K-E. The Dustin Luke. Okay. Dustin is the one who's got the Argentinian accent, if you can hear it, if you can hear it. Uh, okay. And then we have Clayton, who is El Gringo Peruano. Clayton, say hey. Candida. <laughs> Clayton, what is your uh, Instagram handle? By the way, Jackie, thanks for having us. My Instagram <laughs> Gringasho. Okay, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna oh, repeat man. that. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. repeat that for him. Uh Gringasho is G R three, right, guys? G R three N S wait. <laughs> N G A S H O. Is that right? Gringasho. That's right. Okay. All right, we're having a little bit of technical so, difficulties. What's funny is that he's one of the ones in the United States right now, and so of course it's going to happen this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, but he's so Peruvian. He brought the Peruvian <laughs> Serrano, Sierra internet connection with him back to the United States. Why? 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 I don't know. Hopefully, it'll get better as we keep going. Um, okay, Dustin Clayton, we have Zach, El Gringo Colombiano. What's up, Zach? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Uh, a pleasure to be here. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you sure fine. Woohoo. Thank right, goodness. So I'm just going to pretext everybody. I'm actually in a Colombian bus terminal. So if you hear any sounds, that's why. My Instagram handle is Zach Morris, Z A C H M O R I S. Because I assume this is an English speaking audience that we're dealing with, primarily English speaking audience, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Thanks, Zach. And then finally, we have. Chad, El Gringo Paraguayo. Yes. Yeah, I actually met Ford along the Pan American Highway. Uh, I was driving with Clayton, and I just kind of came to Paraguay uh, on a whim and ended up staying. And Clayton convinced me to make videos, and overnight I became the Gringo Paraguayo. My uh, Instagram is at El Chad, E-L-C-H-A-D, I think. I think all the Americans know how to spell Chad from the memes. So uh, there you go. Sweet. Thank you guys all so much for being here. Can I also say my new? Because I. Oh, yeah. Say, you got a new one. Sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget me. I want to. Oh, sorry. I, I love Ford. I want to oh, okay, play Ford. too. Yeah. I actually changed my online title as well. Like you did. You changed the name of your podcast. I changed my names of my social media accounts as well. So you can find me on Instagram now uh, as at Ford Quarterman. Ford, like the car, quarter, like 25 cents in man. Ford Quarterman. Oh my gosh. That's my name. 
All right, sweet. I'm also going to be, I'm going to put all of these on the show notes page for everybody so that you'll be able to hear and see it all in one place, which will be nice. Before we get into this interview, I want to take a moment to thank Tossable Digits for supporting our show today. You may have seen this name before on the Budget Minded Traveler blog because we have a great post about it there. And I'm happy to be partnering with them now for the podcast because they have proven to be a major problem solver for people who are traveling long term or moving abroad, perhaps studying abroad, and who want to keep their US cell phone numbers. So basically how it works, and bear with me on this, is that you can port your number to tossable digits online, which turns it into a virtual number. And then you can keep it and pay as you go to have any calls or texts forwarded to whatever international SIM card or phone number you end up getting overseas. And then you can port your number back to a U.S. carrier once you get home and voila, you still have the same number as always. Um, And here's the best part. They're offering your first month for $1 exclusively to Jump listeners. So you can go to tossabledigits.com slash jump to find everything you need to get started. And they have chat support too, if you have questions. So again, that's tossabledigits.com slash jump for anyone who wants to keep your US cell phone number while traveling abroad without keeping your expensive monthly service contract. It's brilliant and simple. So go check that out. And thanks again to Tossable Digits. Before we really start this, I want to say for the benefit of the listeners, um, because I know that you guys listening are mostly English speaking. My audience is mostly based in the United States. So um, don't worry because a huge majority of this conversation will be in English. Um, but I know that a huge number of English speaking Americans would like to learn Spanish as a second language. And so we will be switching to Spanish here and there for little bits of conversation, um, specifically so that you can hear us all speak in a language that is none of our mother tongue um, that we've all learned from scratch. So Uh, We want you to hear us speak Spanish. We hope that you can um, be inspired through that. But know that when we do switch, uh, it won't be for too long. So everybody okay with that? Cool. Good talk. Um, It's going to be fun. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Um, I'm going to start with a question in Spanish uh, so that you guys can all hear us speaking in this beautiful language. And um, I know it might be difficult to follow all the voices and know who's talking, but we're just going to do the best we can and roll with it. Um, So if you guys listening, see how much you can pick up, see if you can hear the differences in our accents. And uh, all right, so here we go. Okay, vamos a empezar con una preguntita en español. (laughs) Para que todos nos escuchen hablando español. Okay, muchachos. Wow, you caught me off guard. I warned you. Les dije, les dije, hable muy bien el español. (laughs) Okay, dime dime una cosa. Entre todos los países hispanohablantes, ¿cuál es tu favorito y por qué? Pero una sola razón, porque estoy segura que hay un montón, (laughs) pero eh, dame solo una razón, ¿ok? Y yo también voy a contestar esta pregunta al final. Eh, Empezamos con Ford, dale, porfa. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, para mí, yo encuentro un encanto y un gusto en, en todos los países de América Latina, pero yo prefiero México precisamente porque tiene un poco de todo. Para mí es un país completo. Verdad. Eh, así que solo una razón, la razón general, que sería 
un país completo, un poquito de gastronomía, naturaleza, historia, buena gente, comida y ya. Sí, cierto. En inglés, too, Ford. En inglés? Should I say it in English? Sure. If you want to translate yourself, go ahead. Interpret. Okay, so what There's I said is that I think every country in Latin America uh, has something, has its own enchantment, has something great about it. Uh, but I prefer Mexico because I think Mexico has it all. I think it has a, a the complete package. It's a It has the total package. It's a complete country. It has great food, great weather, great people, a very rich history, all types of nature. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just stop there. And the, the question was, um, in, out of all of the Spanish speaking countries, which is your favorite and why? And, uh, just one reason, because I know that there, we're all going to have a lot of reasons, but one reason why it's your favorite country and we're all gonna, we're all going to answer this one. So, uh, Dustin, you got a huge grin on your face. Dale, <laughs> te toca a ti. A vos, a vos te toca. Ahora, al Argento. Sí, tenés un acento muy española. ¿Española? ¿Qué eso? ¿Por qué? Para mí, parece muy española. No sé. <risa> ok. No sé, ¿nunca te dijeron eso? Eh, sí, pero también de otros países. Nadie sabe dónde soy yo. Bueno, yo he tenido la oportunidad de viajar a, no sé, ponerle siete países en Sudamérica, así que no he conocido todo, pero obviamente voy a elegir Argentina. Es donde vivo hoy en día actualmente. Y más que nada es por la pasión. Yo soy una persona muy apasionada. Tengo una familia que vibra vibra con su, su corazón, se expresa mucho con su corazón, es muy, muy apasionado, mi familia y yo soy muy apasionado. Entonces, al estar en Argentina se nota la pasión, ellos, ellos están hablando con sus manos, tono. es increíble la pasión que uno puede conseguir en Argentina y, y por eso la pasión. Bueno, gracias. Do you want to say real quick what you just said in English? Yeah, basically, uh, I'm I'm a person who's extremely passionate. I come from a family that's really passionate. My family always spoke from the heart, and uh, and I, I very much carried that with me. And so when I found myself in Argentina, you could just tell that they're extremely passionate, and and I really appreciate that. All right, Chad. Okay, dale. Uh, yo soy yo soy el peor del grupo en hablar español porque solo empezó empecé a aprender español. Hace tres años wow. viajando, aprendiendo en la calle como gringacho, uh, saliendo con latinas. Eso me ayudó, ayudó mucho. Uh, y he viajado por toda Latinoamérica. Solo no conozco Chile y República Dominicana. De todos los países, si cuentas Puerto Rico, tampoco conozco. Pero aparte de eso, he visitado cada país en Centroamérica, cada país en Sudamérica, menos, menos Chile. Y me quedé en Paraguay porque me enamoré de la gente y yo no puedo creer que nadie, nadie sabe de este país. Y puedes preguntarle a Dustin. Yo estoy pensando que Dustin quizás está más enamorado de Paraguay que Argentina. <risa> Solo voy a decir eso. Nada más. Nada más. Uh, él, él, él está teniendo el, el okay. shock que, que yo tuve cuando yo llegué a Paraguay como wow. ¿Cómo que nadie sabe de este, pa este país? Y por eso él todavía está acá. Él solo iba a 
venir como una semana, 10 días y este, es casi un mes, no sé. Y se va a quedar Hasta, ahí, ¿no? Yeah. <risa> Paraguay es un, es un país hermoso y, y la verdad que me sorprendió un montón. Y nada, me siento, me siento en casa acá, así que bueno. sí, me quedo yeah, un par de días más acá. Con... That's the thing, like, I, out of every country I visit, like in the whole world, I've never felt more in casa than mm -hmm. I have here. Like, I literally feel like this is my, my other country. I feel legit adopted. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's crazy here. Like, it's, it's so small and there are very few foreigners. So, like, I love that aspect of it. I'm, li I'm, like, the, I'm like the gringo here. The only other <laughs> yeah. gringos here are, are all in the Peace Corps or they're Mormon missionaries or they, a few work at the embassy. I'm like the only one who's not involved in any of that. So for me, it's pretty cool. Um, and and it's just blowing up. I just, I just, I just fell in love with the people when I came here. I, I couldn't believe how friendly they were. And Dustin's going through what I went through when I first came here. And it's, it's all good. It's so nothing rad. but good stuff. Yeah. It makes me want to go tell our English speakers, our English listeners <laughs> where you are. Cause I think they missed that. We're, uh, we're approximately in Asuncion, Paraguay, the heart Paraguay. of South America. Awesome. Landlocked country. There is no sea, but there are some very nice rivers and lakes. It's, it's going to blow up here. And I feel like I'm going to be responsible for some of that. So I'm kind of stuck in a catch 22 yeah. as far as over promoting the country is like, I hope it doesn't turn into a Cartagena tourist destination for bachelor parties. I just, that's just what I hope. I'm going to keep promoting the country anyways. So we'll see where it goes from here. All right. So <laughs> Paraguay, um, Zach, in case we lose him to a bus, what's, uh, yes. La respuesta tuya. Sí, o sea, me parece muy chistoso cómo era lo que buscamos era una respuesta, no una historia, pero todo. Yeah. Um, no, English speaking people, yeah, I, I picked up on also that we, we got a lot of storytellers in the group. Um, la respuesta es que um, Colombia, en resumen, una cosa en particular es que la calidad de vida acá uh, es pues no he podido encontrar o sentir um, ese sabor uh, en otro país en que en otro país hispanohablante no hay otro país que, que tiene tanta vida o sea en resumen es que acá hay mucha vida hay mucha pasión hay mucho amor mucha comida mucha um, pues mucho mucho que, que puedes sentir so in Colombia the reason why I stayed in Colombia was because Um, when I got there, I felt like there was just a lot of everything. There's a lot of life. They just like, you know, I felt like I was living on a different level, um, because there's a lot of, you know, music, there's a lot of dance, there's a lot of, um, fashion, food, culture, all that good stuff. So yeah, that was it. Cool. Gracias. Y el último, Gringasho, ¿dónde estás? I don't know if this will work. We'll try. Oh, it's working. Awesome. Well, my... Eh, primeramente voy a contestar la pregunta en español yo creo que es muy fácil eh, saber que mi país favorito es Perú y mi respuesta es la comida como tú dices una razón vamos a dar una razón <laughs> gracias pues, obediente for those who don't speak Spanish my favorite country is Peru I don't think there's a doubt in that I mean if you look at my Instagram it's pretty Peruvian out like even my name is Peruvian gringacho which means gringuito and Peruvian with a little bit of Quechua. Quechua is the Inca language. So, 
even my handles got Peru in it. Um, I I love Peru a lot. So, vamos con todo. Arriba Peru, carajo. Hey. <laughs> okay, y para mí es para mí es una pregunta bien difícil, pero voy a voy a elegir Chile uh, hoy, <laughs> Chile, porque me siento mucho como en casa cuando entro en Chile. Y no sé, parece mucho, el sur, sur de Chile mmm, parece mucho a Montana, que es mi hogar. Y no sé, la gente, las montañas, la, el paisaje, todo, me encanta. Um, I'll go with that one for today. So uh, I chose Chile for all of you out there listening um, because it makes me feel at home. I feel, when I whenever I enter into Chile, I feel like, I'm at home. Like there's like this magic about the country, and uh, it reminds me a lot of Montana, and um, which is my home in the United States. At least the south of it does. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with that one for now. And uh, I think I embellished that interpretation a little bit, but that's okay. I think that's going to happen. So okay, um, now we've had a chance to all speak in this amazing Spanish language that we've all learned. And uh, thank you for that. That was super cool. Um, I hope you guys out there are appreciating this because it does not come. For, I mean. For you guys, I don't know, we're about to get into your stories, but for me, like I put in so much work to learn Spanish. And I mean, I lived in multiple countries and studied in school for so long and lived with a family. And it takes a lot of work, it takes hitting the street to get to to speak a language to the extent that we all do. And also, Chad, uh, good for you for uh, picking it up in the last three years because you speak awesome. Like, good for you. Uh, Felicidades. So I just have like, a super gringo accent compared to everybody else, but it's okay. Hey, People you can work like on that. It, so. They probably think it's cariño. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, so what I'd really like to know from you guys is what, if there was something that made you initially want to learn Spanish, like what was it in this? Um, we don't have to launch into like huge stories, but was there like a moment or was there something um, that that made you want to learn the language actually? And then how did you start to learn it because I feel like we might have different stories here. Who's not Chad? You're not on mute. Why don't we go with you first? Okay. Um, uh, honestly, I, I went on a trip, like a 10 day typical trip to Colombia, like with, with the buddies, uh, just because we were searching for a place to go online last minute and somehow found this crazy deal to fly to Cartagena. So we did Cartagena and Medellin in 10 days. And I was just blown away by that country. Like, Colombia is my like original love in Latin America. And then after going there, I realized like what I learned in school, uh, studying abroad, even in Spanish speaking countries, I learned nothing because I was hanging out with Americans speaking English the whole time. So I really concentrated on when I was going to travel to try to stray away from traveling in packs of gringos the entire, entire time and actually engulf myself in the culture or else you're never going to learn. You have to, you have to be speaking to actually learn, not just memorizing a set of verbs on a piece of paper like like we do in school you yeah. have to actually be out there and speaking constantly so that that trip motivated me like I, I just wanted to stay in latin america learning spanish and getting to know other latin american countries colombia is incredible that's why zach is never gonna leave <laughs> i don't blame him yeah zach what about you uh yeah, yeah, I, I want to say there's two there's two um, uh, profound moments that I'll never forget. I had a I had a Spanish speaking girlfriend when I was in college, and when, every time that they'd been out like drinking, her and her friends, I'd have to go and pick them up, and then I'd be in the car and I'd just be you know like that dumb guy that had no idea what everybody was laughing at, but I still laughed because I didn't want to be that dumb guy. 
And so like, you know, that, that was, that was one of the bigger, that, I think that was the push. But once I started learning Spanish, I started to pick up on like, um, the concept of having like, uh, a different identity, like speaking a different language, like for me that like really like it was attractive to me because I come from a pretty conservative background and, um, you know, like I couldn't like, you know, be allowed to, I, I, I couldn't be as free as I'd like to be like speaking English just because like, that's the same language that I used to relate with my parents and everything else. So when I started speaking Spanish, I was like, this literally opens up a new identity and a, a different way of being. And so that, I, I didn't mean to get all heavy, but that was my, that was my number one thing that like really brought me in and sucked me into the Spanish language. And did you learn in, how did you start learning? All right. Uh, the, the thing that I did that really helped was, uh, buy a, buy a five, five month trip to Peru, uh, without speaking Spanish. And then I just like ended up in Peru and like started to pick up my, I, I just like, I wanted to eat and I wanted to like be able to like, you know, meet, you know, meet people and like have conversations and buy stuff in the streets. And so, um, I'd always like read in books. Um, I'd, I'd read like books about, um, learning Spanish and taking Spanish classes. And I'd, I bought a book about Spanish, but none of it really helped me until like, it was like time for me to like, you know, order soup. And I didn't know how to say that I didn't want or whatever it is. Like, that was what really pushed me over the limit. It's just like a ton of situations where I was uncomfortable and I probably sounded very, very stupid. I remember asking um, two sisters one time, which one was better when I was trying to ask which one was older. And so like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. I think we've all had those moments or witnessed them. They are hilarious, but they're part of the growing pains of learning a foreign language. So good job. Who wants to go next? All right. Um, I kind of have like a long history with Spanish because I mean, at, in my elementary school, we had a lot of, uh, of Latinos, recién llegados, Estados Unidos. And so I think that what they decided to do was, was give us like once or twice a week, a 30 minute little lunes, martes, lunes, hmm. you know, just days of the week, like basic stuff. And so because I'm from sort of like the inner limits of, of Atlanta, my family later on moved to the outer limits, a little bit further outside of the city. So like major white country where like that definitely wasn't a thing. So when it came time to select a language, I definitely felt a little advantage or I just felt more confident in class, like seventh, eighth grade. Obviously I was going to choose that. <laughs> and then, and then in high school, I don't know. I always, I just, I guess maybe it was because I had that small little, little like taste when I was younger, it gave me enough confidence to find myself outside of school, like maybe joking around or trying to like play around with friends and say things in Spanish. I just thought it was cool, but I guess all of this really came around. And, and, and the, the main reason why I decided to learn Spanish was once I set, I studied abroad and set foot in Spain and just saw, like, it was the first time I'd ever left the country. My family is not very well traveled. You know, they don't really know too much about the the world and so this was all so new to me i stepped foot in spain and was just i was blown away I, I was blown away by this whole other world where people spoke a different language and all i had to do was interpret them by body language and and like pitch and tone and and it was so wild to me and that's when i you know realized that there's all of south america to explore oh, yeah. i just i just became obsessed with the idea of 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 meeting someone who spoke another language and the fact that like 550 million Spanish speakers who wouldn't want to have access to that you know who wouldn't want to be able to just 
step into that world and be able to move around and, and express and, and exchange ideas and, and learn more about who we are as individuals and who we are as a world. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Piggy, basically piggybacking off of what Dustin said. Um, he said 550 million people speak Spanish. So when I was a kid, I was obsessed with maps. Uh, I'm still obsessed with maps, but I was like, from, from a very early age, I always had maps and globes and all this type of stuff. Um, and, 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 and really nerdy stuff. I used to read almanacs and I would like know like demographic and population statistics and all types of stuff like that. Uh, I love that type of stuff. And I loved it ever since I was a little kid. My parents would wonder why I was so quiet in the back of the van when we were driving around. And it'd, because, it'd be because I was reading the Rand McNally map, the, the Rand McNally map and uh, seeing how big the metropolitan area had grown from 1995 to the year 2000 or something super nerdy. But anyways, I remember being fascinated by Spanish when I was a young, young, young child, just like, wow, they're speaking another language and I can't understand it. And they're clearly communicating and they're clearly laughing and joking around and going through all the emotions, but I can't understand one bit of it. So then when I started looking at maps, I was like, wow, it appears to me that half of the world speaks one language almost, you know, save Brazil and French Guyana and Suriname and a couple of those countries right there, almost the entire half of the map, the Western hemisphere speaks Spanish, you know, not the United States and Canada either, but what have we got about 20 countries there? So then I also, when I, when I, when I went to, to, to high school, I'm from a really small town in Georgia. I had three options for a foreign language. I had Spanish, French, and Latin. And to me, it was obvious the choice because of all the maps that I saw and, you know, and and also hearing Spanish when I was a little kid. And, um, and then, yeah, you know, so I chose Spanish and, but I really didn't learn it at all until I started traveling. And I also went to Spain like Dustin went to Spain. And I remember when I went to Spain thinking that I knew something about Spanish and I was completely lost. And I was like, wow, this is real Spanish. This is real world. Um, and I clearly don't speak Spanish. And then I traveled through the rest of Europe. That was the summer of 2008. And it just blew my mind that the average European, at least from, you know, a lot of different countries could speak three, four or five languages. And I, it kind of it kind of gave me it kind of embarrassed me a little bit that we as a, as United Statesians normally don't speak more than one language. So I don't know. I'm 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 talking a lot, but but after that that trip changed my life. That was my first backpacking trip to Europe in 2008 when I was in college. And then I came back and and that always stuck with me. Uh, and then I you know graduated and worked in the real world and I quit my job and I was like you know what I'm going to fulfill my dream of learning Spanish and I finally went and did it. So good for you. I, I can relate to a lot of what you said. In fact, I bet a lot of us can. It's like the wonder of uh, looking at the map and being around people who are speaking the language and not not knowing a word. Yeah, and, and going to Europe I think is a big slap in the face for any first time American travelers. Like for me, I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was the typical ignorant un- American United States. You know, I was like, yeah, everyone loves <laughs> us. Everyone loves us. Uh, we saved the world in World War One and Two. We give fresh water to Africa. You know, everyone. And I went to Europe, and everyone was like, 
destroying my nation's foreign policy and could do so in three and four languages. Hmm. And I could barely defend it in one. Mm. So I was like, okay, you know, I need to be more cultured. I need to learn another language. And Spanish was the obvious choice. So I love it. Jackie, was the question why we decided to learn Spanish? I got got lost in all the map stuff. Yeah. Why? What made you want to learn it? And how did you do it? I, my similar, I mean, my similar, my story is kind of similar to, to what uh, Dustin and Ford were talking about. I, I took Spanish in junior high um, and high school, and I'm actually LDS, um, which is, I guess, more popularly known as Mormon. And so when you're Mormon, usually at the age of 19, um, they've actually changed the age. So now it's 18. You can serve a two-year mission. You apply, and if you're accepted uh, due to uh, religious uh, interview process, as well as a physical and mental interview process, you can be sent anywhere in the world. And as a kid growing up, I was obsessed with soccer. I played soccer my whole life. Um, and I always wanted to serve in Brazil or at least South America um, because the Brazilian team in the 90s was really good. And I was obsessed with the original Ronaldo. And mm. I just really love soccer. And, and here in Utah, there's a ton of Latinos. Mexicans are the biggest minority here in Utah. And so I had a bunch of Mexicans on my soccer team growing up. And uh, soccer is really big, obviously, in the Latino community. And here in Utah, it's like, if you're not big enough to play basketball and you're not big enough to play football, you play soccer. So it was like a bunch of white East, East, East side. I call it here in, United, in Salt Lake because the East side is like upper, upper middle class white kids and Latinos playing soccer. So that was kind of always my drive. And then obviously when I was 19, I applied to be a missionary. I was sent and received a letter that I would be going to Peru. And this is actually, I'm going to tell a quick story that these boys never even heard. Um, I actually was asked this a couple of days ago, but as a missionary, you're sent to a training center and you are given three weeks of an intense Spanish, uh, call it classroom work where you get the basics. And the, there's one week in Provo, Utah, which is just South of Salt Lake city where I'm from. And then they, then they send you to your country. Usually if your country has one of those training centers. So I was sent to Lima and I spent the the next two, three weeks in Lima at this training center. In my last week, the president of this training center brought me into his office. He brought to my attention that him and the teachers thought that I was the worst speak. I was the worst Spanish speaker of the group and that I was going to suffer for the next two years. And usually when that happens, because you don't have contact with your family, you can't have, you, you can't listen to music. You can't, you have to wear a shirt and tie every day, except for one day you get it. You can wear normal clothes and go do shopping and stuff. You can't, you always have to be with somebody. You can't go dancing. You can't go swimming. You can't call your family. I think I already said that. And so usually when something happens, like you can't pick up the language, you like get depressed and you want to quit and you want to go home and you just throw in the towel and you leave. So he called me into this special meeting and he said, we're really concerned about your Spanish. Now I'm a really competitive guy. And so I, I, I remember that. And I remember the day I got to Arequipa and I was thrown into the, into the hood. We're talking, you should see the living conditions I was thrown into. You know, uh, I was very fortunate as, as a 16 year old kid and growing up with my family my family was well, really well traveled every year we would go to a different country during the summer. And now I was living in dirt floors, no plumbing and no running water. And I kind of had no option. I remember, I remember I was hungry and I didn't know how to tell the lady I was hungry. 
And I was like, dude, I guess the dude was right. My Spanish sucks. And I just started, I just started, I, you know, I just got rid of any pride that was possible. And I said, if this is going to work, I can't have any pride. If people are going to correct me, I just got to roll with it. Like if they correct me, it's because they're helping me. It's not because I'm an idiot and I look stupid. I just got to be humble. And if they correct me, it's going to help me. So if I listen and I watch and I copy what they do, I promise you I'm going to be the best Spanish speaker. And I'm going to go back and tell that president, whatever dude that told me I'm the worst, I'm the freaking best. I'm going to be so good that they'll <laughs> confuse me and think that I'm Peruvian. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of took that to heart and that's exactly what I did. Just copying the sounds, trying yeah. to read and pronunciate everything and, and just doing that. I love that. Um, because that's a really, really, really good point. I'm sure all the rest of you can relate to that comment as well. Just about, it's like the pride thing, the shame thing, like having no shame when you're speaking another language, because it is so hard. And you, like, I am a perfectionist. And when I say something, like I want it to be perfect. Like I speak, usually I speak pretty good English. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I want my Spanish to be, I want it to be perfect when it comes out. And so I struggled a lot at the beginning when I first moved to Costa Rica to study abroad that I didn't sound like everybody else. And I didn't want to do that. When I first, before I went to Costa Rica, I, um, I studied in a, abroad in a town called Heredia. And <laughs> before I went, I pronounced that Heredia. And like, because that's how it's written, you know, I mean, that's how it's spelled with an H. And, but I mean, I kind of did the same thing as you, Clayton, when I got there, I, I heard, I mean, I got in the car with my host family the first day and they were driving me home from the airport and we got to our neighborhood and my dad says, my host dad says he, in, in Spanish, I'm pretty sure he said, this is, um, San Pablo de Heredia. And I was listening to him like I heard what he said, but I had no idea that he just said San Pablo de Heredia, like because because of his accent, you know, and, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be difficult. And now, I mean, when I first start, my accent has changed a lot. Like Dustin, you just said I sound Spanish, like from Spain, Spanish, but I was puro purotico when I first started, you know, like my accent was. And it's because I decided similarly to you, Clayton, like I am going to just pick this up and I'm going to say it with no shame, like exactly the way that I'm hearing it. Because the more that you, the more effort you put into sounding native, A, the more you're respected, B, the more you're understood, C, the faster you can communicate, like all the things. Um, I used to teach Spanish, just private classes here in Montana, actually. And uh, I was like that teacher with the ruler who would smack you. I mean, not really, but like, for accent, I think it's so important to, um, to really put the effort in. And, uh, it's one of the things that I love, like listening to all of us talk in Spanish, just back there, you know, it's, it's so cool for me to hear so many, uh, United States speaking with such great accents. Um, and so I, I love that you shared that Clayton. And do you guys have any thoughts on accents? Chad? As in having an accent? No, as in, like well, actually, yeah. Like, okay, so you said, you, you said this in Spanish, so people didn't really understand, hear you say this, but um, you said that you're the worst out of the group because you've only been speaking it for yeah, three yeah. years. Why do you say that? Yeah, and I just, no, just because I'm, I'm still learning like every day. Mm -hmm. But you're I'm, putting I'm yourself out as, there. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe. I mean, eventually, I hope to. I just hope to get to Zach's level. I want to get to Zach's level, and I'll be happy because, like, every <laughs> once in a while, you can still hear like a little, little gringo and <laughs> Zach. But like Clayton and Dustin, like, no one knows that they're not American. It's insane. It's completely insane. Ford is is kind of more neutral. I think Dust. I think I think because Ford's traveled a lot, he's more no- neutral, but. Zach's got that hint of Columbia. Like, mm-hmm. if I could just get a little hint and, like, I'm just going to take it down a couple notches and I'll be happy with that. But uh, I like, I, I, I think it's cool that Dustin and Clayton have accents like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. But, uh, That's awesome. Keep yeah. at it, though. I mean, I, you're I living there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird down here because Paraguayans talk so differently than the rest of Latin America. Then that, um, it's kind of bad for me because I'm never going to learn how to roll my R's. They, they use the hard R here, like worse than Costa Rica. Worse than I'm Costa Rica? Like, vamos a ver. Vamos a hablar. Vamos a hablar por Like Dustin's been kind of blown away with the hard R's here. It's pretty funny. And they also talk, they also talk so much differently than, than the rest of Latin America because it's a bilingual country. Like the uh, indigenous language is completely prevalent in everyday life and every single Paraguayan at least speaks a little bit of it. It's called Guarani. Mm. So the mix between Guarani and Spanish is Jopara. Wow. And it's crazy. It's absolutely nothing like the rest of Latin America. It would be as if, as if, for example, in Peru, um, Quechua was actually prevalent in everyday life. Mm-hmm. It's not, but here in Paraguay, the, the native language is, and it's, it's very interesting. Which, by the way, so, is so cool. Thank you, Paraguay. Thank you. you yeah. So, Clayton, cool. you would, you would love it. You I know. Would uh, everybody I know. would. I, th- I feel like, I feel like the other guys in the group are kind of have a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I don't know. For sure. The Paraguay no, FOMO. Back, back Not at all, dude. Zach doesn't because he's in Colombia. Tacoa, Tacoa's dope, dude. No FOMO whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Tacoa, Georgia. Yeah. No, I, I, guys. I mean, I know we haven't like had, really had a big a conversation about this, but Paraguay is amazing, man. Paraguay <laughs> is so much fun, dude. Like at first, it was really hard because we were working so much, we didn't get out with the gente, you know. But man, Paraguayans are so much fun, and they're just so nice, and and their accent is so simpatico. That hard R is just is the coolest thing, man. And then they, when they throw out certain, uh, we Chad and I have had a blast. We've, we've made a big list. We got some really cool content coming out in the coming week. Um, I think Chad's actually going to upload a video that we did. Uh, he's going to upload it tomorrow where he, t- he teaches me a lot about the culture. It's so funny. Sweet. Like, for example, one of, one of the it's things... It's going to be mega viral. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that they do here is... Uh, so if you ask someone, if you tell them someone, you're like, oh, like you ordered, you ordered the pepperoni pizza, right? Let's just say... Right. For an example, then someone to, to like confirm that instead of saying like, I guess it's, it's similar to our. Yeah. But they say like, hey, <laughs> so literally just be like, like, oh, you you ordered the, you ordered the pepperoni pizza. Right. And they're like, hey. And so like there, but there's three versions because you have hey, and you have her and then you have hey. <laughs> so like we, we made a whole video about it and it's so funny. And then we started comparing it to little John. And uh, the, the yin yang twins, when they're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made a video about it. It's so funny. Uh, but no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even like, 
begin to tell you how surprised I was for this country because in Argentina, the, the marketing for Paraguay is like slim to none. No one's talking about Paraguay. And this is a beautiful country with really good vibes, beautiful people. The, the food is incredible. And I don't know. I just, I just feel really comfortable here. It's amazing. But let, let me answer your question. Accents. I think that ever since I started, I guess I had a tutor right before I went to Spain and he, he like brought my, he, he gave me like a little push when it came to accents. And he just, he, fo- he focused on like one of the main things that he focused on was like, he's like, look, from here on out, it's not entiendo. It's any word that ends with O. It's not O, entiendo. It's entiendo. And never forget that. And like, I, that was like this, this huge eye opener for me. That, that was, that really, from that point on, I was like, oh, okay. Like, let me really start paying attention to the details and see if I can figure this out. And also on the top of, on top of the fact that you can tell when someone speaks super gringo and it just doesn't sound right. It's like hmm. nails on a chalkboard. It's just <laughs> kind of like, come on, put, put some, put like some effort into that, you know? Pero de que hablas, uh, de que hablas, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ford had a, a character. Oh, man. oh my while. gosh. Yeah. Redneck, redneck Ford. That's how I saw the video. I saw so funny speaking like fluent Spanish, but with a redneck accent and I'm from Georgia. So like that spoke to me a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I just obsessed over the accent. If you don't obsess, if you don't really pay attention to that, then yeah, you're only going to, you're only going to make it to a certain level. It's just, you got to put in the work at the end of the day, it's put in the work and try to build a habit and break other habits, you know? Yeah, definitely. And the the more you can put your shame aside and like fake it till you make it, the better you sound. That's what I think. Okay, guys, before we go any further, I'm going to take a quick opportunity to thank Pimsler for supporting our show today. We've been talking about learning languages and how the best way to do it is to actually converse. Pimsleur is the conversational method for learning a language wherever you are. It's not screen-based. You actually learn by conversing and training your ears to understand native speakers through their audio courses. And the great news is Pimsleur has partnered with me to offer you a special seven-day free trial to get started, which you can find at myjumpoffer.com. We made that easy for you to remember, myjumpoffer.com. And then plans start at just $14.95 a month if you want to keep it going after the free trial. And for that, you get immediate access to all levels in the language that you choose. So you can even work ahead if you want to. It's all there, ready for you to start learning at whatever level you need, wherever you are currently. As in, right now, you are listening to me and this show, and just as easily, you could be tuned in to your language lessons. So there's some food for thought for you. This could be exactly what you need to jumpstart your language learning journey. So go to myjumpoffer.com and try on a new language for yourself. And when you do sign up, hit me up on Instagram at travelingjackie and let me know what language you're going to learn. I'd love to celebrate that decision with you because obviously learning languages has completely changed my life. So you never know where it'll take you. Again, you can find it all at myjumpoffer.com. All right, let's get back to it. Nothing says respect like someone who's not from the culture or place coming in and learning it so well that they can communicate 
on the level that you do. Nothing to me, nothing more to me says respect, mm -hmm. love, and like, mm -hmm. I don't know, just because it's the same in English. If someone comes and starts talking to you in, in, in English and they say things that don't make any sense, A, you're not really going to trust them. B, you're probably not going to take them seriously. And C, I don't know if I said that, but I can't speak English, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're just you just you think you're gonna look at him like a little, little kid and and i remember that when i was learning spanish and it, it goes back to that whole like pride humility thing and it's just i think that, that that's so important that if you can speak another language i don't think i think it is i think all of us on our stories are are similar that yeah we went to the country and we actually got a dove down deep but i mean there's so many latinos here in the united states yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to go to Costa Rica. You could go downtown east side LA and submerge yourself in the in the culture or even at your elementary school, your high school. There's people come there's people fresh from their countries every day come in and if you were just to get a little like get rid of that little pride and just reach out and show a little bit of love and and just even try to speak the words you mm -hmm. know, they'll correct you. You start learning and uh and the better and the better you get, you start focusing on those accents, the more seriously they take you and and the more confidence you'll have with them. Yeah. Key point, Clayton, that, that you made, you got to get rid of the pride because you, you really have an excuse to not speak a, a foreign language well if, if it's not your language. If you're choosing to learn a language, everyone understands and you should understand being being the student of that language that you have an excuse to not speak it well and that's the biggest ceiling that people who learn another language hit and they turn and they and they never they never choose to break through and continue on with their aprendizaje with their with their uh Damn, I, I forgot the word for up in the Zachin in learning. English. What is it? Like learning journey. Learning the, yeah. with their learning process because they get insecure and they get uh, self -con self conscious and 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 they have this image of themselves that that they need to be able to communicate well, which which every human being has. The, it, every human being has the inherent desire to to be able to communicate and express themselves, um, and that's the beauty of the intricacy of language, but. And when you can't do that, you start to feel like not not self-actualized and not satisfied. So you seek that familiarity and that and that reaffirmation in your maternal language. So you, you you start you know you call. Let's say if you're in another language and you're submersing yourself completely with a homestay or uh, uh, what have you. Um, to learn another language, you start calling home more and you start Skyping more and, and, uh, you never change your Facebook to Spanish and, and so, and so, um, but you really just need to not, que no tengas pena, que no tengas vergüenza. Don't be embarrassed to go out there and make errors. You have an excuse to make errors. If you're learning another mm -hmm. language, you have an excuse to speak like a gringo if you're a gringo and you're trying to learn Spanish. So just er everyone out there who's listened to this, podcast, if you're thinking about learning Spanish or if you're thinking about learning another language, don't be embarrassed to make errors. Like, like Chad said a while ago, you're not really learning a language unless you're speaking it. You can listen and, 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 and listen to music and, and watch TV and, and, and do all of that all you want. But unless you're like 
speaking and making errors, you're not getting better. And you have to not have, you have to not be embarrassed to do that. Like just, and, and everyone knows like that, you know, you're, you're trying and they'll help you. They appreciate the fact that you're trying to learn their language. So. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if someone's speaking to you and they make in, and you know, they're not from, they're not English speaking, they're not a native English speaker and they, they make a mistake. Do you ever like look down on them because of that? No. At like, at most, like you might think it's cute or something, or you might help them if if you know how to correct them. Um, but no one's ever going to judge you negatively for like getting something wrong in a language that you're learning. That's a really, really good, good point. It's so, it's so true because I'm telling you, Chad, he says that he speaks the worst Spanish here. You know, I'll just use his words. He he speaks with a little bit more gringo of an accent, uh, we'll say, than, than us. He's been speaking Spanish for fewer years than us. But that in no way means that Spanish speakers don't like Chad as much as us. <laughs> Chad is like the most likable out of all. When, when you get to know him, like like everyone wants to be Chad's friends. <laughs> uh, the girls love Chad. Chad's got a girlfriend now, so he's taken. But the girls love Chad. And I'm next to Chad. Wow, thank you. And I'm next to Chad speaking Okay, well, just to go off your words, Chad, speaking, you know, maybe with a better accent and the girls are loving Chad and they're not loving me. So I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking? That's a bunch of, bunch of BS. That's a bunch of BS. Stop downplaying it. I'm I'm, okay. I'm, I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit and I like, I like, I like to be self-deprecating, but, 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 but what, but what's, what's the God's honest truth is that. Chad is making these errors and he's speaking with more of a gringo accent and and he, and he is endear like it endears him to to Latinos. Mm-hmm. So you should really take El Chad's like example and just I don't know like because people love him. People mm-hmm. love it. You know what I mean? They're just like oh it's like he's so I don't know, cute or something. I don't know what it is. It, it wow, could because it's beyond the accent, so you know. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, it's beyond the accent too. It's also the dimples. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. If anyone needs help, um, you can message me. Anyone listening and that wants to learn Spanish, just message me. I'll help you out. Give you some tips. Some of my weird ways that I learned. Uh, number one way is get yourself, get yourself a Latina or a Latino opposites <laughs> attract. Ask any Latino. They're, they're infatuated with gringas. Something that, no offense, Jackie, I no longer can understand. But <laughs> I'm not taking offense. Us white, <laughs> us white boys feel the same way about the Latinas. So. Yo soy una gringa latina. Guy, <laughs> sí, eso, uh, eso otra cosa, eso diferente. Sí. Okay. Gracias. Sí, tenemos, hay, hay algunas chicas así, Super Holly. Um, yo conozco otras. Zach, Zach tiene más amigas gringas latinizadas. Pero, um, but it is yeah, a good point. A a good point to like, if you're, if you're, yeah. If you're really looking to learn a language, date date a person who speaks fluently that language. I need to teach my girlfriend English. Um, I'm failing her miserably, actually. She <laughs> speaks fluent Guarani, the native language, and fluent Spanish. Uh, she knows a little bit of Portuguese, but as far as English goes, it's like, wow, barely yes and no. I I I like mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I I very like that. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> you can but, ask Dustin. Like, it's it's very cute when aw. she tries to speak English, but uh, 
I need to help her out a little bit and be a better boyfriend, I guess. I'm still learning. I'm still learning to be a good boyfriend. I think everyone in this group <laughs> should get a girlfriend <laughs> so that we can get more organized and seguir adelante and advance as a team because we're better together as a team, as individuals. Yeah. yeah. Quack on. <laughs> All right. So quack, you want, go quack on. Quack on, of course, with the Mighty Ducks reference. No, that's a... Uh, just off the record, off the record. That's you are on record, by the way. Well, this, you know, this might not may or may not make the final cut, but Chad's Chad's new theory is, is that if we all get girlfriends, we'll be much, much more productive and we'll be able to take Los Gringos TV to the next level. So, Hey, uh, Hey, it's an idea. We'll see. Yeah. It's true though. When I, um, when I lived in Costa Rica, one of the best things that helped me when I was 18, uh, learning Spanish was, making a group of friends that didn't speak any Spanish or sorry, any English at all. They didn't speak English. And so we were forced to speak Spanish with them. And I just kind of went with it, you know, and I mean, that's how you learn. That's how you learn. Immersion is the best. Um, Let me ask you guys this. Let's uh, while we're still on this topic of learning the language, what do you think is the key to fluency? Like, what would you say is the thing that'll make like, when do you think you're fluent? Um, and, and I'll go first on this one because I, I sort of have a theory that the key to fluency is listening. Um, when I, it, because you, you got to be able to hear all the words in the sentence. And so you need to listen and listen and listen and listen and listen and keep listening until the, the words become familiar to you and you can break down an entire sentence coming up with every single word that's in it, like you understand it. Um, And then of course, speaking back, but I think that like radio, um, music, conversation, the key to fluency really is listening and be able to break down what you're, what you're hearing. Um, I've said that for a while, but I'm curious what you guys think. What are some other perspectives around, around that? I would I would say based off uh, my experience, when, when I really started to feel uh, fluent was when I started to have uh, fights with my my girlfriend. Like that was like literally because I had to be on my toes, you know. Like I like I had to because I didn't want to sound like the like the person that was losing the argument ever. And so like I I really had to listen and hold on to every word that she was saying so that I could respond. And then just like it's very hard to get as involved in a language as when you do when you're fighting with somebody that you care about or that you love that they they have deep feelings for so it really sucks because like that's a really painful way to like get fluent but that was definitely what took me from level one to level two was just when i was like so like angry and i just had this really strong desire to just uh to defend myself mm-hmm. ford you have something to i would say, say- no, no, I was like, I was just gonna, I was just agreeing with, with Zach. Like I also dated a Latina for a couple of years and, and man, yeah. When you, when you get in an argument you really just want to speak without having to think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when you really got to take it to the next level. I was just agreeing. Mm-hmm. Continue green Gucci. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I, uh, that's true. That's a good point. But I was going to interject and say that I've, I've come to find out, and I call it, I call it three things. I call it un nivel básico, un nivel sufi, y un nivel bacán. Bacán. So in English, that would be like a, 
that would be like a basic level, a, uh, a sufficient level, and then a, a, a super dope level of, of being able to speak the language. I guess dope would be like Bakang, which is like rad, cool. Um, and the basic level is like when you can say things like, yo voy escuela, estudiar. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know vocabulary words. You don't necessarily know how to conjugate well, but you know what vocabulary words go where, and you just start and you just throw it out, and that's when you just, that's how you learn it. You just start throwing, using vocabulary words that you know, and you just start throwing them out. Univet Sufi is when you learn a little bit of those filler words. Like, es que, pues, pucha, no sé, <laughs> este. Like, you learn, like, the like, um, you know, mm-hmm. you learn those. Yeah. But the nivel, el nivel Sufi also, like, in English, would be like this. Hey, how you doing? Uh, can I, can you hand me one of those? Yeah, yeah, that. Like in Spanish, it would translate to be, Oye, hermano, por favor, este, pásame un esto. Sí, sí, el esto. Uh-huh, uh-huh, hey. You don't, they don't know what you're talking about, but they can understand because you're pointing and you're saying un esto, one of those, one of these. And that's un nivel sufi. But when you can get to that nivel bacán, when that, that really cool, that really dope level is when you know the vocabulary word, you know the filler words that go in between, you know how to conjugate, and it just flows. And when people are spitting, when people are spitting words at you, maybe if they're, th- maybe even if they're throwing like a slang word at you from that's very much from their country, you understood not only the context, but who they're talking to, if they're talking about the past, present, or future, and what it's containing to, that you'll understand that slang. And I think that, I think most of us in this group, if not all of us, have gotten to that level. And there's nothing better to getting to that nivel bacán. Wow, you really have that broken down. I love it. Bacang. Gracias. Thanks for sharing that. What about Chad or Dustin? Do you guys have anything about the key to fluency? Yeah, I want to hear I want to hear Dustin's on this because that that fool speaks like a native <laughs> Argentinian. I uh I kind of did a video on this, just kind of like my seven secrets to to what I think or at least what I tell people to to use or or how how to perfect their language. But it's similar to kind of what Zach said, which is basically if you can communicate when emotions are high, when, when, when your emotion is, is to the fullest, that's when you know that you're fluent. Um, because that was the one I remember the hardest hill or, or kind of like bump in the road to get over when I was learning the language. <clears throat> I would come home and, and like my friend, my roommate, he, he was helping me. He was like tutoring me on this. Um, and he, and I'd be like, Oh dude, you know, you have no idea what happened today. Like today, this girl, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he'd be like, okay. Mm. And I'm like, uh, una chica, uh, and it was like super frustrating. It was extremely frustrating, but he really like forced me to dig deep and just, try to figure out how to explain what it was that I was, uh, so excited about. Uh, and, and he's just like, I know you're not going to know like from, but try to like get around it, you know, use another way. There's so many different ways to explain something. Um, you, you have good enough vocabulary, just do it, you know, just, just, just force mm-hmm. yourself. And that's, that's when I really started to, to see some really good results was when I, when I just 
I mean, th- there was so many times where we would just sit there and just tell the worst story. <clears throat> but uh, it came down to sticking to my guns and, and, and speaking the language, even though my emotions were, were extremely high. Uh, and then finally, you start to notice these things when you start to notice that you've perfected the language when there's not you don't really skip a beat. You just kind of, it just kind of flows out of your, like you're, you're more thinking about the words in Spanish than you are in English. You just know like that's how the center structure, the, the sentence structure is. And it just, mm-hmm. that's how you say it. It's not, it's not that like, this is how I'm translating it to Spanish rather. This is what I need to say in order to get uh, the information across. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if I answered, I don't know if I answered your question because you're what you're asking if, if you want us to, to how do we know, when we're fluent or how to become fluent. Well, yeah, just like what you think is the key to fluency. Just, I mean, I feel like there's probably a few key things that you you guys have already touched on a lot of them. And Ford, I know you've mentioned this before and I think maybe you just forgot because I just was reminded when Dustin was talking, um, but joke telling in Spanish was, I think Uh, one of the things that you've mentioned a lot before is like when you can tell jokes and when you can understand like the slang and all of that, that's kind of when you know you're in too. Yeah, absolutely. If you're the, that type of extroverted, you know, jokester type of person, which I, uh, that's something that, yeah, I really, when you feel like your personality is held back, then you still have a lot of work to do. And not that I don't still have work to do in my Spanish, but, but there for years, or maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or so, definitely quite some time. I felt like I couldn't really be myself in Spanish because I'm always joking and I'm always being sarcastic and I'm always telling stories and I just felt inhibited by my Spanish level. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty good gauge of, of your level as well. And that's obviously a desirable level to be at when you learn a foreign language. So yeah, if you can be yourself, that is huge. That's massive. Like if your personality can shine through even in another language, that's uh, I think pretty impressive. And you're not just like robotic, like asking questions. Where is the bathroom? And you know what's for dinner? And I don't know. So yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that, Ford. Um, I feel the same way. I feel like once I start to, I was start to be able to show my real personality in in Spanish. That was when I was really learning it. I can actually, I just had like a crazy deja vu. Ford and I were standing on one of the most insane mountains in all of Peru in the Cordillera Waiwash with our, uh, with our buddy who's half Finnish, half Dutch. And he was talking to us about how his mom is so cool when she goes back to Finland because she can express herself better in Finnish than she can in Dutch. And that just kind of like struck a nerve with me. I, uh, it's like, for whatever reason, that's something I'll never forget. And that was when I was like in the process of learning Spanish. And I was like, God, yeah, he's right. Like it sucks when you like can't really express yourself the way you want to. And your personality is not the same in a different language. So that must be, that must be tough for her to live in Amsterdam when she can't, she's not as, he was saying like, she's not as funny and she's not as charismatic in Dutch as she isn't Finnish. And that's sad. Like hopefully she, uh, stops speaking so much Finnish around the house in, in Holland and, learns a little bit better Dutch, but, uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Really? Good yeah. Point. I, uh, I do want to say before we move on from this point mm-hmm. that if you're learning another language and you feel you can't fully be yourself and you feel like you can't tell jokes and stories as well as you can in your maternal language, uh, and you're starting to doubt your 
fluency level, like don't start doubting your level and getting down. Because look, I've been speaking Spanish for five, six years now, and I still can't do it as well as in English. I all the time try to crack jokes and no, y, y no me salen. Like they don't like, they don't, they don't come out as like funny or as witty or as whatever as, as sometimes as they do in English. It happens to me all the time. So don't, I'm not making this point. We're not making this point to, to make you think that if you, if you feel like you can't fully express your personality and your humor or what have you 100% in your second or third language you're learning, that means you're not doing well. No, not at all. Like I still have a lot of room Mm -hmm. to improve, but I think it's a pretty good gauge of your level though as well. Well, I'd add to um, at least in my case, because I've never been good with like um, making sounds like, you know, like growing up, like imitating sounds or like anything that really requires like a really fine attention to detail. It's always been a little bit harder for me. And so what I did was I think it's kind of like the opposite. I tried to like for what I was lacking in the accent. I started to pay attention to like, you know, regional terms and like the country like slang and all the things that like were exclusive and unique to the country that I was in with the with the hope of like compensating for my lack of an accent. And so like I would say I have a different personality when I speak in Spanish than I do when I speak in English for that very same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's give one awesome encouragement tip to anybody out there trying to learn a foreign language. And then we're going to change gears and talk about Los Gringos. Debe. Go and do it. Any language you can do it. We believe in you message us, any of us or Jackie or Los Gringos. We would love to help. And I'm excited to see this podcast. Yeah. woohoo! Awesome. Thank you. I would say that nothing good comes easy and the pros benefits to learning another language just completely outweigh the cons there's just so many it's there's no competition there's no balance the the pros completely outweigh the cons if you just think about how many people there are in this world and there's just so many different types of people in this world there's so many different types of cultures so many different things to see um and you can go see those things without learning another language, but you really kind of unlock the key to exploration and travel on a, on a next level. Um, if you speak, if you speak the language of, of the, of the locals and you can really kind of submerge yourself in the culture and really see how other people live. And it opens your mind in so many ways that you can't put into words. Um, so I encourage you to seek, like seek that out. And, and, and really, you know, really fight for it because it it takes a lot and it takes real commitment and determination. But once you break through that, that kind of ceiling that everyone gets to, because you'll get to that point to where you feel like you're not improving or you've, you've plateaued. And that's where most people, that's where 90% of people turn around. Keep at it, keep fighting because once you finally break through it, it will change your life. Mm. So I always share this quote. I'm going to share it one more time. You live a new life for every language you speak. And if you speak only one, you live only once. And I've shared it on the podcast so many times. You guys have heard that before, but these guys are all nodding their heads right now on this video that I can see. It is so true. It opens up a whole new life for every single language that you speak. So I would encourage you also to hit the road, go get out there and, and just, just try it. Um, even if it means just starting at home, you know, there are lots of ways you can do it. 
Don't be afraid of Latin America either. Don't, Don't be afraid, afraid of South America. I would say uh, whatever, like what really hit home with me was I like, I was just looking it up online my first couple weeks in Peru. I was like, how to learn languages? Cause you always see like, you know, when I first got there, I, I'd hear the, like, you know, my, my, my countrymen, you know, like my, my fellow United States citizens and like, if they spoke fluent Spanish, it was so like profound to me. I was like, wow, these people are really legends, you know, like legends. This is crazy. And so I was like, how can I be like them? And I just looked it up on the internet. I was like, how to get really good at speaking Spanish. And I don't know how I came across the page, but, uh, what I've really used as a basis from, uh, and I still use as a driving factor is just become obsessed with the language. And it, it's hard to become obsessed with the language that's completely foreign to you, but there's like a clicking point. I think at like 60%, or maybe like 70% fluency when, you know, it actually becomes easier to become obsessed with the language. And I mean, like you can ask these guys, like I, I prefer to speak Spanish now. It's like, it's so much more fascinating. And if you can get the point where you like have a preference towards speaking a different language or you just, you know, there's things that it can bring to you that your native language can't, I think that that's, that's what's going to guide you. So like do whatever it takes to become obsessed with it, you know? And for me, that was living in South America, but for some people it could be watching, you know, uh, Netflix in Spain, you know, La Casa de Papel or, you know, any of those, uh, like series or music or anything else, whatever it is that makes you just completely become obsessed, like dancing salsa music, you know, whatever it is that like that bridge to that language that I think is what guides me more than anything. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of watching Latin shows in Spanish on Netflix with Spanish subtitles so you can hear how they talk and matching up to, the, to their to their mouths. And if you don't understand it, pause the show and just look it up yourself. I, I've, I've, been, I've been getting ridiculed because I started watching the Nikki Jam, like docu-reality kind of TV show, like the story of his life, because it's just like kind of like hood reggaeton. I don't know. I got ridiculed the other day for that, like on TV with Dustin. But anyways, um, it's a really good way to learn because like Puerto Ricans speak so weird to me. I think it's hilarious how they speak. Our time in Miami like opened my mind to how Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and Cubans speak. I, I love how they talk. So that's one of the reasons I got into it. La Casa de Papel, I have to watch it with subtitles because I have, I have no idea what the Spaniards are saying because they talk so differently than Latin America. It's, once you can tell the different dialects, I think that's another way you really know that you're, you've become fluent. Like, oh, yeah, he's from, he's from Cuba. Oh, they're Spanish. They're obviously mm -hmm. Argentinian. But if you can recognize like a Peruvian, a Bolivian, a Paraguayan, you're legit. You're super legit. That is so hard. We could talk about that for a long time too. Uh, going back to the accent thing and then being able to recognize the accents. But I want to piggyback on what you said about the watching a show in Spanish with Spanish subtitles. Absolutely. I, uh, I watched a whole lot of Game of Thrones in Spanish with Spanish subtitles when I was living in Argentina. And it was phenomenal. It's amazing because whoever translates the script is not like the same script as what's being said. And so it's like you learn twice as fast because you're reading a little bit different way of saying the same thing that's being said. And see, I would hate that. I, I can't do the dubbing. I can't do that. Oh, yeah. you know, it, it takes away a little bit. I mean, like it's not Tyrion, you know, or Jon Snow, but I mean, still it's, it's a show that 
I'm, I'm definitely okay with watching, you know, it's like one of my, it's my favorite show. And so, I mean, everybody knows that already. Only Jackie Chan, only Jackie Chan movies from back in the day. Rumble in the Bronx. Okay. You're dubbing anyway. Um, okay. That was awesome. Let's go ahead and change gears though. Cause I definitely want to talk about Los Gringos, uh, what you guys have got going on. So thanks for all of your super great tips and stories and advice about learning a language because I know it's hard. A lot of people out there are doing it as we speak, trying to learn and, you know, like we can all improve too. Um, and so that's cool. And I think it's really, really neat to get a group of us together to kind of reflect on that and just share and hopefully encourage our fellow United Statesians to jump on board with a, you know, a foreign language. So cool. Thank you guys for that. All right, we're going to go ahead and pause it right there because we're already over an hour and we go for another almost 40 minutes. So we'll save the rest of it for the next episode. But for now, um, I want to remind you of two resources that you can act on right now. If you're thinking about learning a language or moving overseas, uh, remember to check out the seven-day free trial to start learning a language with Pimsleur, which you can do right now. Uh, Go to myjumpoffer.com for that. And remember that if you are moving overseas, maybe to study abroad or immerse yourself in a foreign language and you want to keep your U.S. phone number, tossabledigits.com slash jump is your one-stop shop to solve that problem. Uh, So like I said, we're going to finish this conversation in the next episode and learn more about Los Gringos TV and what these guys are all doing to break stereotypes and bridge the gap between the Americas. Uh, But while we wait for that, you can find all their Instagram handles and links to some awesomely made videos that we mentioned today. And we will mention a few more in the next episode as well. So you guys can find all of that in the show notes section at travelingjackie.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Stay tuned for more with these guys, Los Gringos, in the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.